Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Monday night, May 16th. We're here for a pop-up episode with Coach uh, Coach Almeida, Lonnie Almeida of FSU Softball. How are you doing tonight? Thanks for taking some time and hanging out. I'm doing wonderful. Good vibes. I got it on today. Good vibes. Number two seed. How cool is that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Richie just rotates his master's clothes just to flex on me in front, you know, yeah. like get in front of me. <laughs> Amy came by. Yeah. Coach Bond came by the tailgate and she's walking up her little master's hat. She had been at uh, Augusta with Beatrice like the week before. And I was like, you'd have to wear that hat like to show off in front of me. So, yeah. Um, but no, we appreciate you a ton for, for coming on. Congratulations. Um, FSU back in their rightful place as champions of the ACC. Um, obviously learned last night they would be the number two overall seed heading into the postseason. We got regionals this weekend. Super yeah. excited for it and wanted to wanted to catch up with you, wanted to chat. It's been a little bit, but um, I guess it's a good place to start. We had um, we had Coach Niles on um, last Wednesday, and she talked about, and obviously they had a great run in Gulf Shores, but she talked about winning the ACC and how when you win a lot, people just think it's easy, right? Like, and they're just like, oh, well, you're just supposed to win every year. And, yeah. you know, they went in this year kind of as, a, you know, kind of as an underdog. TCU had a, had a good run. You guys lost last year in the ACC championship, came in as a 3C this year. Um, winning championships is not easy. Just because you do it a lot, it is not easy. Um, but you talk a little bit about your team coming back after the after last year, after a little bit of disappointment, coming as a three seed and and winning the ACC this year. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about the tournament is a, it's a single elimination. So the reason why you play best two out of three is the best team usually wins the best two out of three. When you only play a single elimination, anything can happen. So. When you're going into these tournaments, it's kind of, um, you know, man, the ball bounces your way or a call goes here and there. Like it's a one game deal. Anything can happen. So um, I think what's so cool about our conference now is it's not an easy tournament. You know, it used to be kind of an easier tournament and it's not anymore. And we have, you know, a lot of teams in postseason right now. We have a lot of teams hosting for the first time. Like the ACC is really just. We're, we're raising up, you know, and so going into this tournament last year, knew that Duke was pretty good. I think the world kind of knew Duke was good. Coach, I think you muted yourself on accident. Yeah, there. yeah I think you uh, may have accidentally hit the mute there. I, I, I'm not able to hear you. Coach, I think you're a mute. Yeah, can you hear us? You may have muted there. There you go. There you go. Crazy. Um, <laughs> you were saying just how um, the world kind of now knows how good the ACC is. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. Oh, so I was muted for that whole time. Nice. You couldn't read my lips. So I, did. <laughs> I was expecting Richie to translate, but he's not yeah. that good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just talk about the ACC in general, how great it is, you know? And, and I yeah. think last year, like, no one really knew how good um, the ACC was. They knew that Duke was pretty good, but now they know Duke's good, you know? And we played a really good Duke team. So being in a single elimination tournament, um, you're playing a lot of good teams. But look at the ACC right now and hosting, you know, get regional sites. Like, um, you know, it's just really cool what's going on with our conference. And so that tournament definitely is a tough one to do. And 
it's tournaments every weekend now, you know, for the rest of the time that we can play. And we just got to win the weekend, you know, you yeah. got to win the weekend. I would be a big fan of winning three more tournaments. Um, yeah. <laughs> four. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Series, I, right? I kind of yeah, put the last right. one together. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Um, all right. I do want to talk a little bit about some of the games in the ACC tournament. Um, but before that, I, I, I'm, no, I had more fun watching the tournament, but I had a lot of fun just following you guys' trip, um, leading up, going from that um, last weekend of the year uh, up to, up through DC, up to Pittsburgh, stopping at, um uh cat's house like just i think people really value you as a as a coach and as a person and they always say that you know like what we love about coach is that she definitely is player for or person first and then player almost Mm -hmm. almost reverse that but like i feel like and not that other other teams do trips other teams do fun stuff like that's not but it just you know follow along on social media shout out the social media folks those those guys do a great job of keeping you know updated of, of what's going on but can you just talk to us a little bit about that trip and, you know, being able to bond and build and kind yeah. of go through DC, go through the Capitol and a lot of other places too. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, COVID year, we were supposed to go to Kirsten Lander. She's from West Virginia. Um, so, you know, always between that last weekend series and the ACC tournament, we don't have school. So there's no summer school, there's no classes. So um, you can come back here to Tallahassee and try to figure out some time or maybe spend some time on the road. And so we always opt to try to do something for those three or four days in between there. And it is really, really cool to, to be able to do that. I don't know why, but I think only three of our players had ever been to DC. So it was like a new thing for all of our kids. They were so excited to, to see the Capitol. I mean, we walked around like tours from 10 in the morning to <laughs> stick that night and, um, you know, we were joking about the whole family core value of ours and, you know, Travis Wilson had the, the cameras all over his shoulder and taking pictures like a proud dad and we're like posing everywhere. And, um, uh, it was just really fun to just jump into tourist mode, um, with a bunch of people that you've been with for months. I mean, we've been getting after games for months and playing, but, um, to be able to do some fun things on the side was really awesome. And Kat has this huge pitching barn. Her dad, Colin built this pitching barn for her and pitching house barn, um, I don't know if you call it the, um, the house that cat built. I mean, it's got awards and <laughs> it's pretty awesome, but you know, getting a chance to see that live, you know, and, um, you see pictures of it, but being out there, they were so proud to, to share that with us and have dinner at their house. And so, um, it was just really special and really cool to, to be able to do that. It was really neat to follow that along. One of my favorite things about this podcast so far has been chatting with the different coaches and different players that we've had on. And, and yeah, they're, they're amazing. And we're going to talk about some of the things that they did that were just incredible through the week, but getting to know them like as people has been so much, so much cooler, right. Than anything, you know, it almost makes those moments that happen on the field that much better because you can kind of say like, wow, that's a good person behind that swing, you know, or or whatever. Um, one of my favorite things that gets posted just about every morning that there's a game is, are these coffee runs? And so yeah. you guys got to go on like on coffee runs all across America this week, um, yeah. which is pretty cool. I, I do. I'm very curious. I want to know what your coffee order is. Like, does it change or is it the same thing every time? I want to know who on the team has the great, like the wildest <laughs> coffee order. Like that, those are the two, those are my yeah. two. I should have probably prepped you for this, but like no, maybe thought- you already know. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that the old go-to is Starbucks or Dunkin'. Those are like the two spots. And if yeah. there's only a Starbucks, you know, everyone will go there. But um, we have a lot of kids on the team that like to go to locally owned coffee shops or yeah. unique places. So like in 
Pittsburgh, you know, even DC, uh, we went to Phil's, but like in Pittsburgh in the morning coffee walks, like four people go here and three people go there and five people go here. And it's just a time for us to get up, get up uh, out of bed, stretch our legs and get some mobility going. And so that's what started the coffee walks is yeah. to walk and get a coffee. Cause I'm definitely a coffee person every morning, but um, it's morphed into, you know, who can we find the local shop? Who's got the coolest shop? Who has the coolest mugs? Um, who has the best coffee, coffee, Ali Dubois, Christina Hartley, like they'll try any kind of coffee possible. Like they want to find, <laughs> you know, the fun, unique ones. And so, yeah. um, so it's definitely turned into something fun and, you know, and also sharing stories. Sometimes we'll, after we get our coffee and whether it's a flat white or salted caramel or just, you know, a toffee nut coffee, whatever it is, I kind of venture out to all different kinds. But, um, I do think that like, what are you grateful for? Let's share a moment, you know, let's talk about today or how many people we meet in the coffee shops. So many Florida state people, uh, you know, it's, just, it's pretty crazy. Like you go to these places and I know when we were up in Lipscomb in Tennessee and we met some guys that were Florida state grads, you know, and they're telling their stories and they're having their coffee in the morning with their fellow guys, you know, and it was just pretty fun to, to share stories and, and hear something. So it's morphed into something really cool for sure. Yeah. Coach, you talked about the ACC and just how good it is. And when you have a school like Clemson, who's been around for like three weeks and is already making the noise they're making in conference, it kind of shows. And even Virginia Tech, you know, that they've always been a respected athletic program, but, you know, one of the best softball teams in the country. Um, you know, you guys entered the ACC tournament as a three seed. Now you're entering the NCAA as the number two overall. Just Talk about the strength of the conference as a whole, and especially as teams keep adding, like Clemson, who, again, very short time, has kind of made a name for themselves. Yeah, I think, um, you know, lots of it goes to the backing. You know, they've built a nice facility. Um, Virginia's built a nice facility. Uh, I just saw Vautech today putting up more stadium seating at their facility to host. And so um, it goes to the backing on the administration side to support softball also. You know, that's a huge part of it. But um, you know, I mean, we wouldn't be able to do what we did in 16, 14 and 18 if we didn't have week in and week out a challenge. Like we had pitching in our conference. We had some good players in our conference. Um, we just didn't go out and play the schedules we needed to play to be top eight, top 16. Right. So um, I think over time and us winning, it opened up the ACC administratively and coaches and players to be like, man, we can do that. Let's figure out how to do that. And it doesn't take much, you know, you get, you know, a pretty good fundamentally coaching staff. We've got great schools in the conference. People want to play in the conference. You want to get the degrees. You want to be a part of it. And, um, you know, some great athletic departments too. So you add that special sauce together and then it just takes off. And Clemson is a prime example of that. I think Duke's a prime example. I mean, who doesn't want to go to Duke and get a degree at Duke? Like great school, you know, great athletic department. And now you can play some softball there too. Like I'm in, right? So I just think it's, it's a really cool opportunity for young women. They have another conference they can go to right now to compete at the high level. And uh, pretty cool for our conference in general to know that every weekend, whether you win or lose, your RPI is staying strong because you're yeah. playing a strength of schedule versus strength of schedule, which is really awesome. And that's what helped us take a two seed. You know, I mean, playing our conference tournament against the teams that we had helped us stay strong towards the end of the season, where five years ago, even when we won the conference tournament, we would drop in RPI. Because the SEC, even though they would lose in games, they would jump us and strength the schedule. And now it's not like that anymore, which is super awesome for us. Yeah. yeah. And coach, one thing that's really going to boost your RPI, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but you've played 21 games against the RPI top 25, 19 and two. 
That, that yep. is just ridiculous. Um, yep. For reference, uh, you know, Oklahoma, who, who's the juggernaut everyone's chasing, they're eight and two in that stretch. Uh, Virginia Tech, 11 and five. Arkansas, 14 and six. No one's close to your guys' 19 and two. Yeah. Um, that has to give you a ton of confidence heading into, you know, regionals and then, uh, you know, what we hope to be supers in Oklahoma City, knowing yep. you've been battle tested and come out on top far more often than not. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's just the players know that, you know, I mean, it, you're whatever your record is, your record is because you're going into postseason. So it's a clean slate right now and everyone's got a tournament to get after. Um, but the kids that can fold from their confidence of the journey they just had are the ones that can push them through the tough times. Like we're going to face some tough, tough pitchers here. We're going to face some good battle tested teams. Um, you know, whether Mississippi State was the top, middle or bottom of the SEC, they're coming from a battle tested conference and uh, Corrick, you know, at USF, she can pitch with the best of them. You know? So it's like, we're going to get tested. And I even know Howard, like they're coached by a really good, you know, coach. This is our first time here, but that doesn't mean that they can't get a Cinderella story going, you know? So you just can't take it lightly, but you got to know that that journey that we just took prepared us for this moment. So let's enjoy it and let's, let's let it play. Yeah. And coach, you, you mentioned Georgina Corrick at, at USF obviously a, a phenomenal pitcher. It's got to give you a little bit of heartburn knowing you had a phenomenal season, 51 and five and you know, USF their quality program. So not to talk down on them at all, but to have, you know, an elite pitcher like that coming in, that's kind of scary because you lose game one in the regionals. You never know. Um, I don't think you're playing them in game one, but just knowing there's arms like that, um, even at schools that typically don't aren't thought of as, uh, as softball powerhouses. I think it goes to show the strength of softball in the state of Florida, first of all. Um, but, but you see that and you're like, Oh man, we couldn't get a different three seed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that here all the time though. I mean, I, I know that again, awesome two seed, but we're in a region that softball is just killing it right now. You know, softball's killing it in the South. And um, I think I said it a month ago, when we were playing Florida, like so proud of our state. Uh, you know, it's great because now younger girls in our state have so many places to go to play high level softball. So it's just it's really cool for it. You know, you can look at it personally and be like, man, like I'd like it to be easier. Or you could look at it like, oh, this is a great challenge and we're going to have to beat someone tough to get to where we want to go anyway. So bring it on, you know, and, and I look at it that way because we always had a tough regional here and it's always going to be a good SEC team coming in. And it's always going to be someone from a mid-major that's really well prepared like UCF or USF. So um so yeah we'll, we'll be okay we just got to take care of ourselves and do our thing and and not worry about what the outcome might be but just execute our plans and keep getting after it um i don't know the exact number but richie mentioned the 19 and 2 uh, against those top teams a lot of those were comeback wins right think about the, the clemson games the, uh, the florida game the the Clemson game and the tournament. We came back three times in the against against Clemson in the tournament. Um, Alabama, UCLA, like there's a lot of them, right? A lot of comebacks. What is it about the team that obviously you know you can be pretty cliche and just like oh we just know we're never out of it. But what is it about the team like you don't come back that many times mm -hmm. over and over and over again and be able to like just cliche it and say like whenever like what is it about the team that really truly like never you know kind of that never say die mentality that they've got. Yeah. I mean, I honestly can't tell you, I, you know, it's not like something we coach up. It's just something that's special in the sauce of what they're doing. And I look at it as like, we've had Kaylee Harding walk off. So we've had a Mac Leonard. We had Chloe Culp come off the bench and do some yeah. cool stuff. We've had um, Janai Kerr have her moments. Um, Sid Cheryl. I don't know how many times has come through. Dev Flaherty has been consistent. Like 
I think if I'm sitting there in a uniform with this team, I'm like, man, left to the right, like we've all just doing our thing, you know? And there's got to be this sense of confidence that like, if I just keep getting after me and you keep getting after you at some point until they say there's no more outs to play, we can do something. And so I, I feel that with the team, there's just no sense of urgency. There's just playing some softball and having some fun with it. So I couldn't tell you exactly what it is other than <laughs> it's not always one person. And yeah makes the team special. And, and even with Kat, you know, like we know how good Kat is, but I mean, the outs we've gotten from Mac and Emma and, you know, Watson has taken on a lot of innings and she's done a lot of really cool st stuff for us. So, you know, you look at that part of it too. It's a left and right there too. You know, I mean, Kat needs some help to get to where she wants to go just as much as Danielle or Mac or anyone else. And I think they really rely. They're very good about, you know, like I'm going to do my best for the team right now. Yeah, Coach, and you mentioned how you can look left and right, and the help's going to come. You just don't know where from. Yeah. Uh, Mac Leonard really struggled in the ACC tournament. I think she was 2 yeah. of 9 heading into that last at-bat, and then she delivers, right? Um, first of all, football fans, we have a huge football following, as you could imagine. We love the transfer portal. Yeah. How <laughs> beneficial was it to you to get an elite athlete like Mac Leonard out of the portal um, from Illinois state and to come here and then just to see her struggle in the early first two games of the AC tur ACC tournament, yeah. then to deliver a moment that would cement her in folklore for Florida state softball history. Yeah. Yeah. I think when people think of the portal, like they're thinking about, man, who can we go get? But there's a lot of people in the portal, like, man, where can I go play? You know, you look at it both ways. Like Mac was like, man, can I go play at a high level? So when you start matching that up, like, oh, I get the opportunity to play at Florida State and we match up like, oh, we get the athlete like Mac. Now you got to work on that relationship to one, make her comfortable enough in your environment and two, for her to feel comfortable enough to play at that level. So when she opened up at a tournament, you know, she's like, oh, we could win the ACC tournament. I could be a part of it. That's like a big picture to like when she would mess up. You'd see I saw Mudge right after she took those two steps back, knowing that you can't take two steps back. She goes in the dugout and I'm ready to go down like, Mac, what are we doing? You know, and Mudge has already got her like, you'll be fine. You're going to change the game with a swing later. Don't worry about it. That's what we do. It's okay. Mudge is just talking her up. Right. And then there's Mudge like crying when she hit the home run. Like, oh my gosh, it actually happened. You know, like it's just the, the coolest thing. But when you get to that point of like, she was just kind of freaking out a little bit. And then you had her teammates relax her, like been here before. Mudge has made big mistakes before and you feel that, but like, man, just keep doing your thing. You could change the game. And I heard Mudge say those words and then it happened. And it was like, wow, that has got to be the coolest thing from player to player, you know? So love the portal, but also know that a lot of kids get in that portal for the opportunity that Mac had. And that can be so surreal. And then can you just relax and be like, man, like I came here for this and I'm going to do this right now. Like how the cool is that? You know? So yeah. It was definitely an exciting moment there. Um, you mentioned some of the other big moments that we've had, um, and you mentioned her by name, but I'll, I'll kind of bring her up because it's, you know, you can kind of never stop saying enough things. But I feel like Sydney's kind of rebounded with a couple of things. Like she's had days where she'll, you know, make an error and then she'll start a double play against Florida that ends up like closing the game out or, or she'll, you know, an error will happen early. In, I think, I think there, I think she had an error early in the game at Florida. And then, like, made that incredible play at third base, like, to, yeah. to get the girl out at, 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 you know. And then, you know, kind of what she's done in the last couple of weeks, late in games or hitting about a million home runs at NC State. Um, you know, as her time at Florida State comes to an end, 
Um, and hopefully not super soon, right? Like we could play a lot more games over these next few weeks, but uh, <laughs> you know, how much has she meant to this team with her leadership and really her play on both sides of, of the ball? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's one thing that's so special about being a coach is you're, you're daily in the grind of these kids trying to play an elite level sport, but they're also growing as people. So the, I think the coolest thing for, Sid, now we were flying home yesterday. I we were talking about this, but like, she's just so proud of her ability to, to be engaged in every moment. Like last year, she got so frustrated at times with failure. She was so caught up in what am I not doing to lead this team skill wise to this year? Like, what am I doing to just pour into this team to let them be themselves by people wise? Like she's just taking the leadership card to another level. She's really trying to be the most consistent person day in and day out and have fun and enjoy it. And of course she's talented. So the skill sets are playing at a high level right now, but she's more proud of the fact that she got this team back and won a championship. She got this team back. Like she's just really fueling the the leadership card on the consistency of I'm present. I'm present. I'm present. I made a mistake. Who cares? I hit a double. Who cares? I got to, you know what I mean? Like just I'm present. I'm present. I'm present. And I think that's the coolest thing right now. She's had some really cool softball moments, but to know how much fun she's having and just pouring into these kids is just, that, that's a really, really cool thing. Yeah. I think I'll follow up real quick and then I'll pass it to Richie. I kind of stole his thunder. He was about to go, but uh, yeah, I think that's been my cool. I just, to, just to echo what you just said, like we talked about just knowing them as, as people and seeing who they are to, to others, you know, I, and I honestly don't, remember who it was maybe maybe it was sydney or or kaylee but uh when when they were in at you when you guys were at uf and the little girl had the i was walking in yeah. to the press box at uf and i saw the little girl yeah. with the sign as yeah. i was walking into the and i was like oh man i hope that they see that i was like i gotta text brett and make sure that they and but by that time like i think they'd already seen it i was like that is that little girl's like i've got a little girl like and she loves she doesn't know what we're watching, but if she sees a little Seminole logo, she's like, daddy, the Seminoles. And I'm like, yep, that's what we're watching tonight. So, <laughs> but like, um, my wife gets so tired of it, but I've got the kids trained really well. But uh, just the fact that like, they're playing a huge rivalry game. It's her last game at UF. You know, there's a million things going on and your players get absolutely bombarded after every game. Like whether you're in Tallahassee, whether you're on the road, every game's a sellout. Every game, they want a million pictures with them. Win or loss, no matter how many innings it goes, and they just seem like the most gracious, humble people. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really enjoyable to watch. I really like walk-offs. I really like three-run bombs in the sixth <laughs> inning in, in Pittsburgh. But like that that's really kind of like what you take a, away is just how great of ambassadors they are for Florida State. Yeah. I, I've seen that um, when we were at UNC, didn't play so well, lost a game. And, you know, there was, I don't know, probably 200 kids up there wanting autographs, you know. And, and I just said, hey, man put that smile on and we can talk about this later. We get back to the hotel, but like put that smile on. But I didn't have to say that. Like Michaela was going to sign autographs. She does to the very last person that leaves. Like they all know that we're playing something that a lot of people would love to be doing. And they all know that like the ability to inspire people, um, you know, just through having fun, like so many people just struggle, you know, like mental health awareness, like all that stuff. Like they're, we're just so lucky to get to play. And so, I know sometimes I, I say that, like, you know, you guys make sure that we take time to, to sign some autographs, but I don't have to because they do it anyways. When we were at Virginia, Sid was like climbing over the stairs to go see people and, and, and say hi. Mudge is just incredible with that. And it's just, 
it's really cool that we still have that blue collar mindset in our sport. And I think our sport around it's not just Florida state softball. It's, it's nationwide with softball. It's just a very grateful sport. And, um, and I agree with you, you know, you're a dad and you know what it means. And, um, you know, I have two dads coaching with us too, and their daughters, you know, and they, they see it all the time just how much it means you want to win. You want to have the double, you want to have the walk-off, but like how much it means to be part of a sisterhood and, and push yourself and, um, be strong, you know, as a female and decisions and, and be strong when who you are. So I just think as the players here, they realize like there's a 10 year old watching them, you know, there, there's an alumni watching them. There's people watching them and, um, to have that passion and play at that level and appreciate it. I mean, appreciate the opportunities is pretty cool. Coach. I, I have to ask because obviously it, your program's done phenomenal things. Um, so many programs have, but there's one individual who's kind of had a hand in everything, right? He was in Pasadena. He was there for, you know, a recent uh, soccer championship. He was there when you guys beat Washington, I believe. Uh, equipment manager Frankie Grizzle, uh, he tweeted out how a, a few days ago, it says, when your starting pitcher asks for turf toe, you get turf toe to pit by any means necessary. Shout out to the Tallahassee TSA for riding <laughs> for the Nulls. Uh, I just thought that was so hilarious, but add some context to that for me. Cause obviously, you know, it, he wasn't sure if he could get that on the plane, but he did and it, the team needed it. So again, Frankie comes through for the team once again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say the other thing too, like I know that we have a tribe and a village with us and Frankie is that like, if you don't have people helping these kids grow and get what they need to get done, you know, and Frankie is our juice, man. He is, he is an all in and some people know him personally. Um, some people just see him as red lightning and all the, the fun stuff he's done on the sidelines, but he is the most genuine down to earth all in. Um, we'll be here from morning till midnight, you know, whatever we need. So when Kat said, you know, my shoes falling apart and I need some help, he was going to do whatever it took. If he had to run it up there, he would have ran it up there. Like he, he just, Frankie's all in, like, you, you know, you could say something and turn around. It's going to be done. And we do have many people on our staff that are like that. We're very, very lucky from video to um, our social media. Like you said, I mean, like the branding part, like just all in doing videos to all hours a night to get something out about a coffee walk. It's just, it's just so cool. And our kids see that, but Frankie is, he is amazing. And he, you know, he always talks about, you know, the juice and bringing the juice. And he definitely does that. He's got a lot of love for these girls in this program. I love to hear that. Cause yeah, you, you know, you saw him in, in 2013, 14, and it was just like, Oh, there's the cool dude on the sideline. But to hear that, not just the cool dude, he's a cool dude on the sideline. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but you know, that it's not just that, right? Like it, it is a deeper love yeah. for, for FSU and these athletes. So yeah. speaking of FSU and the athletes, um, Florida state number one right now in the, uh, in the college cup on the women's side, mm-hmm. um, you guys are absolutely carrying the torch right now and I don't want to put more pressure on you, but I think if we win, you know, a few more games <laughs> on the softball field, we might kind of steal yeah. that from Stanford's who seems to win that every year, but uh, you know, obviously so much success and I, you know, I don't want to go through them all cause I'll, I'll leave a team out, but literally everything from women's tennis, I saw the track and field team literally was in seventh or eighth place and came all the way back up to third, you know, Amy and them won their regional for the second year in a row. Um, women's hoops making the tournament again and soccer obviously winning the title and yeah and I know I'm leaving some people out there but uh women's athletics at, at Florida State have been kind of on a tear lately um how exciting is that for for not only your team but but all the programs there yeah it is I you know the old cliche of success breeds success but it's so true I mean 
you know, you talk about Frankie or, you know, from coaches videos to marketing, like all those people work with all the teams. And so when you're around successful programs and you have an expectation of doing things the right way, it bleeds into every program here. And so I think, you know, we're all in our own little worlds, you know, you look at beach and you talk about Brooke, you know, I mean, we still connect and text and talk and our players are always together, whether they're in the weight room together, hanging around, like, you know, there, there's this, this group that hangs out here in Tallahassee, you know, especially when school's out. So um, the right decisions, the right mind, the talk, the, the character, the people we bring in, like, it's all, you know, one family in, in so many different ways. And so, so yeah, I mean, it's awesome, but you know, you want the men's team to be killing it too. Like it's like, it's, we're not against each other at all here, you know, and there's no way that I think any of us would be like, Oh yeah, women's sports, you know, it's all about us. Like it's all about the student athlete. I don't care if it's male or female, you want to be the biggest fan of people getting their opportunities and being able to take advantage of it. So um, so very proud to be in this building. You know, we try to rub elbows to soccer all the time because those people just kill it over there. <laughs> and they're like, you know, 20 feet down the down the hallway here. But, um, you know, I just I think that when you can be around that level of athlete and that level of passion, um, I, you know, I try to take it in as much as I can, too. As a coach, you just continue to want to grow and be better and be better. Yeah, I uh, I saw I don't know on whose social media the other day, but I did see you guys get back to the hotel room and be cheering on the the men who whipped up on Miami yesterday pretty good. So that was uh that was a ton of fun to watch or maybe it was Saturday, I don't know. But uh you know, yeah, it's fun to to see that passion of like, oh man, yeah, like we just got off the field and won, but like we we want them to win. Um I'll ask you this and I'll let you go. We haven't had you on since since he passed. Um and and I know you were kind of getting there as he was um exiting, but do you have any fun coach Bowden stories or any kind of lasting memories from you know, any kind of interactions with him that you can share with us? Yeah. Um, I mean, I got here in 2009. So, um, you know, I was kind of on the the backside of his time, definitely knew um, the legend and the legacy that he had created here. And um, I do remember we were playing Colorado um, over in Jacksonville and there was some Colorado fans um, here. They probably came to Florida and then came over. They wanted to see Doak and they wanted to see Florida state and, they were by his statue and um, he came out, you know, the more doors and he was walking out. There's four guys sitting there and um, he could easily just kept on going, you know, and he didn't, he stopped and walked over and said hi to the guys and took pictures with them. And I mean, to me, it just like right away, I was like, man, that's the kind of coach you are here. Like you are just, I mean, he sets the standard. Like you just, nobody's bigger than anyone else. We're all going to talk story. We're all going to love the game that we love. I mean, he just talked football with them the whole time. So like just the, the genuine down to earth person that everyone talks about literally no one was around and he did that exact same thing. So he was the man that everyone said the stories about, you know, he was the one that went out of ways to, to find people. And I know after he was, you know, retired and he was going to, he called me and left a message and I always, I kept the message as long as I could, but he left a message on my voicemail and he said, um, coach Alameda, this is a Bobby Bowden. I used to coach football at Florida state. <laughs> <laughs> And me, I played it. Oh, so did much. you? Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. or <laughs> Right? Like, let, let me know that I used to coach there. And I just would like to come by and talk to you about a friend who had a friend who was a softball player. And so, you know, I called him back. And I'm like, of course, you can come by. And he drove all the way over here, came up to the office, sat down, pulled out the piece of paper. Here's the kid's name. 
I just wanted to make sure I got you this note and then left. And I'm like, he could easily just left the message on the voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Face to face, you know, yeah. he told whoever it was that he was going to do that. And he did that. And I was like, man, those are two things that will forever resonate with me yeah. on, you know, be a good human, follow through on things like the humbleness. So, um, so I may have never had dinner at his house or, you know, hung out with him personally, but I was definitely um, impacted by two things, you know, that he did that just really told me just, you know, like this place is very special and, and just, you know, be a genuine human being. Doesn't matter what level you're at. And it was just really cool interactions. Real, yeah, real quick, TJ, a coach, I, th- just hearing you about Coach Bowden driving up, that reminded me of one of my favorite stories we've had on this podcast, Trey Jones. He's been on here numerous times. It, you know, we big fans of him. He would tell us a story of how Coach Bowden would drive up to the uh, driving range like 10 feet from his bay, just park his car there and go hit golf balls. And yeah. it's like, it's Bobby Bowden. Like anyone who knows golf, like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. But with Coach Bowden, like, yeah. That's Coach Bowden. He can do that if he wants. So I just loved hearing that. That, that was awesome. When you said – okay, I got one more. When you said – all right, we'll let you go after this. But when you said driving up, it reminded me every, – every Bobby Bowden story has to do with a car, it seems like. But it reminded me of when Mike was on here and said when he was growing up, he would – they lived right down the road from Bobby and them, and he would just, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, just fly down the road – and I don't know, Bobby caught him at a gas station one time or seven and said, is that you in that such and such car? And Mike was like, yes, sir. You know, like all sheepish. He's like, I'm going to tell your dad if you do that again, boy, don't do, don't let me see you driving like that again. You know, so um, funny, you know, like you talk about the, the stories are either how he was the most genuine person ever yeah. or like the wittiest and, and funniest. And like, what you know, say I, when they did the Bowden documentary, it opens up with him saying, yeah, I get up every morning at four o'clock and read the obituaries and make sure I'm not in there, you know? And so like, he just funniest <laughs> and most genuine humor ever. So yeah. coach, coach, we, we appreciate you a ton for hanging out yeah. um, again, not to put a ton more pressure on you, but I think last time, last year, when you came back like week after week after week, I think we said like, all right, we're going to get you back on after the regional. Yeah. So we're going to get you back on at the regional. So like, uh, don't no more pressure, but uh, <laughs> we cannot wait for uh, Friday night. Can't wait for the game Saturday and Sunday as well. Um, we're super excited for your team. We've loved watching them all year. And uh, excited to see Team 39 over the postseason for sure. But we appreciate you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. It was awesome. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. And, yes, I look forward to talking to you next week. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Wait, you coach. have a good one. Coach, uh, coach Lonnie Almeida, FSU softball. I'm telling you, Richie, they, they're – I know football is football, but they're my favorite team to watch, especially because like I can actually watch the games with my daughter and <laughs> she she kind of enjoys it because, you know, I'm like, look at them throw that ball. So anyways, I'm super excited for them. Um, we had a great time talking about uh, the softball team last night on Twitter spaces. You can go to patreon.com slash FSU spaces, and that is free on there. It's the second most recent recording. I did another one today that was football only. But you can go find that on my page or on patreon.com slash FSU spaces. Um, Kalen Arnold was on that former FSU pitcher. Uh, Michaela Edenfield jumped in for just a moment to uh, to chat, saw her pop in. And so I was like, oh, let's see if she'll speak. And she did. And she answered a bunch of questions. So super gracious. Um, may kind of continue to do those through the postseason. But uh, softball is definitely my favorite spring sport. Don't let Harlan find that out. Don't let him don't let Mike hear that we're uh, not picking baseball there. But softball is so much fun. And I 
I, I try to be a little bit objective when it comes to football and some of the other sports. I have no objectivity when it comes to softball. Like I am the biggest homer and Stan and I live tweet that more than I do football. So really appreciative coach. Us. She's super busy. She's got a massive regional coming up. They just got back in town yesterday afternoon, had a party last night for the watch party uh, for the selection show. And she was gracious enough to, to come on here and hang out. So we appreciate that. Um, and excited to see them play this weekend. Um, Richie, got anything before we get out of here? Yeah, just uh, coach up, man. But phenomenal interview as always. I, I think that one of my favorite things about doing this show, TJ, is interviewing uh, these other coaches. You know, one, two, three, four, five times now, getting to know them on a personal level, uh, like Jen Hyde. You know, we're, we've become pretty close to her. You know, I, I just love the opportunity to connect with these coaches and see that. And um, nothing much to leave you with. I'm, I'm glad I got my voice back. Whatever illness was with me, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> But this was a fun weekend for Florida State sports, man. The, the, uh, the baseball team won the series against Miami, a, a rough opening game, uh, took the last two. Men's track, softball, both get ACC titles. Um, you know, softball's number two seed. A great weekend overall for Florida State athletics. Um, really fun times, and I'm, I'm excited to see what, what's next. And uh, for all these sports that are still going, the men's golf, you know, they – they came back a little bit. They chilled off a little bit. They got two more rounds to go, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, just a, a lot of good things going on with Florida State Athletics, and, and I can't wait to to see what's next because I, I do think this softball team, I, I want us to play Oklahoma. I know it's a juggernaut. I don't want anyone else to knock them off. If you're going to have a chance to beat them, let's beat them and see what what happens uh but man so many good opportunities for a lot of a lot of florida state athletic teams coming up yeah i know it's it, there's a there's a ton of opportunity out there and that's all you can ask for is the opportunity and we'll kind of see what happens from there softball baseball track and field uh, both the men's and women's and uh and both golf teams as as they all kind of wrap up their seasons i think that's everybody please don't get mad at me if i forgot anybody uh, but i think that's all that's still playing and a lot to play for 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 all of them so um baseball's got a massive game tomorrow night at florida could be huge you go to that tj i saw you looking for tickets i was looking for tickets for a buddy now if you have tickets to that please shoot me a dm he'll pay for him he just doesn't want to pay the stub hub fees um so if, if you have a couple of tickets to that game Shoot me a DM and I'll, I'll hook you up with my guy. No, I, I cannot. Uh, I, I will say, you, like your wife's right going to be in labor and you're going to be at like the seventh <laughs> yeah. inning of the game. You imagine like, what if it's in extra innings and like she's in labor? Like that'd be really hard to explain why I wasn't coming. I mean, you're, home, you're only so. 90 minutes away. If, if you hit, if you step on the gas, you're 90 minutes, maybe two hours from there. So yeah, because you're north of Tampa, right? So you're I, close now. I want to, I want to live to see this kid. So um, <laughs> I'll be watching on TV. But uh, now certainly appreciate Coach uh, for hanging out. Uh, like you said, golf finish uh, second day of regionals tomorrow. Baseball big big matchup tomorrow against UF, um, and then the ladies of, of golf start Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember exactly, but start later this week. Um, Double fries no salt brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee, eighteen eighteen West Tennessee Street, twenty five fifty North Monroe. Also by Garnet and Gold. You can use code. Ooh, I almost use the spaces one. It doesn't really matter. You can use no slaw N O S L A W. You get 15% off of your order. Like I said the other day, I ordered from Garnet and Gold. It was to me in two days. Free shipping on orders over $75. So of course I bought thing one thing for everybody in the family so that I could get up over that $75. Save some money with code no slaw N O S L A W and got my order faster than Amazon. So for free shipping. So got to love that. Shout out Garden Gold, shout out Guthrie's, the, the, the folks that kind of keep us in business and keep us going. We will be back 
on it'll be sunday there the, uh, unless something crazy happens it's gonna be sunday no more pop-ups uh we'll be back on sunday hopefully to talk about a regional championship by the softball team and a few wins by the baseball team that are really really big as well catch you up on everything going on at florida state until next time appreciate coach uh, appreciate the softball ladies and go Knowles.